are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rob. Yay! Yay! everybody this your boy b rob and i'm back with another edition of the random rounds with rob podcast first and foremost i'd like to thank you the listener for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcast um if you were referred to me this is your first time listening to the show um i appreciate you so much for giving me your time and everything and if somebody did uh refer you to me uh give that person a crisp High five if you're in a vicinity. If not, you can send it virtually through your favorite messaging app of choice. You know, you can probably do WhatsApp. You can use your native uh, freaking messaging app in your phone, or you can use all one of them other high speed third party joints. But nonetheless, tell that person thank you because you're about to get into some audio whoop ass and whatnot to coin a phrase from the boy. I said, damn, I called him a boy. I don't think he would appreciate that much. Stone Cold Steve Austin. But in the vein of professional wrestling, we have uh, been graced with so many different um, people from all over the scene of professional wrestling. And today we are graced with another presence, someone that I um, weren't too familiar with until most recently. And um, it looks like for <laughs> what I've been seeing, we're going to have a good time this evening. So joining me on the stage with his tearaway pants and the shake weight and his, uh, what, I, I guess it would be uh, gluten-free <laughs> whipped cream topping in his <laughs> spray can, <laughs> uh, sizzling stand styles. I had to put a little s on there. <laughs> Mm, that's right. I'm here. <laughs> that was a good intro. Very good intro. Yeah, man. So uh, I appreciate you giving me your time and whatnot. And I'm, I, I'm, I've been looking at a little bit of your stuff before we started to record here proper, like, and I'm intrigued. <laughs> I, I kind of, I, I want to know the journey, the steps to where <laughs> it took. Oh you man, <laughs> to get to where we are now and whatnot. So, um, as I ask many a professional wrestler that has been on this show. And I'm going to throw this softball up to you as well. What was the hook for you? What what got you uh, into pro wrestling? Just kind of knowing what it was and figuring out if it was something that you wanted to do. Uh, I pretty much, like many others, just would watch it as a kid growing up. And um, just from like the moment I saw, saw it, when I saw um, Shawn Michaels do the Heartbreak Hotel, uh, I just clicked to me and I said to myself, I want to be like that guy. I want to be in that ring. I want to be doing what he he does. I want to be for all those people. I want to get in shape. 
and I want to entertain. And from then on, I would always tell like, you know, my family and friends, like, I want to be a pro wrestler. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's great, Stan. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. I want to do it. And um, nine years in the business, here I am, still going strong, stronger than ever. That's right. <laughs> what, is that your shake weight? What is that? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. That's my shake. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? Somebody asked me, Stan, do you always have your shake in, in your hand? And I was like, yes, I do. I always have my shake weight in my hand. I feel naked if I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, plus, always working out, always pumping up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to keep them reps in. You got to keep that physique up. Hell yeah. But um, as with many people, I mean, you you t- you told us like your pathway into professional wrestling. You know, just catching a glimpse of it and figuring out that what your um, passion would be here um, today, nine years later. But was there anything else that you uh, thought about pursuing? Maybe acting or just you know like. You know, I was a kid. I wanted to be a freaking <laughs> stunt man and a martial artist and all this other bullshit. Was there anything other than professional wrestling that you were interested in, or was this just uh, the only thing? It, no, I was. I was never really athletic in high school, and the high school I went to um, was this is crazy. Was an all boys Catholic high school. So I mean, <laughs> maybe that's why I turned out the way I am now. But. <laughs> Um, they didn't even have a wrestling team. I, I did want to try amateur wrestling. I wanted to do that, but they didn't have wrestling teams. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Um, I was very big into art. I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to paint. Um, I also wanted to be a chef for a little bit. Like I had a lot of different um, things I wanted to do in my life, but for some reason, I always was saying, yo, I want to be a wrestler. And, and pretty much um, here I am now. But yeah, I had really thought of just it was a crazy i just don't think man all those years crazy if i ever became a, a chef or something like this is totally different than what i do now yeah so like just speaking of your current gimmick and everything um from what i've seen and whatnot mm-hmm. how do you think you could uh incorporate that into your chef business <laughs> oh well i have the whipped cream i'm, I'm glad you said gluten-free whipped cream cause that's good I, I always try like fans will even send me or at shows they'll send me like or give me whipped cream like the chocolate whipped cream the peanut butter whipped cream and i'll give them my rating but um, yeah, I could probably make some some really cool things, and so I'm I'm a pretty good cook now. I don't want to say I'm you know great or anything, but I I can you know because women like a, a man that can cook. Yeah. I like a girl that can cook, so mm, that's right. I mean the kitchen too and in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. So I don't know uh, the freaking um. You also a freaking promoter and everything, a booker and whatnot. Yeah. So. When did that start for you within this nine-year career? It was uh, last year. I started the Stan Styles and Jenna Bonanza, and I'm going to be on the uh, the third one uh, coming up uh, Friday, May 3rd in Williamstown, New Jersey. Uh, pretty much, it was just a small idea, just a real small idea that I had for a while. And I always said, yeah, I want to do my own intergender show. I think I have something with it. And that small little idea turned into this this and it's grown and it is legit now the stan styles and bonanza or i should just say this the intergender bonanza is a brand and it's just gotten so much buzz and a lot of other promotions and promoters hit me up fans all over coming to the third one all traveling six to seven hours just to see my show so to me that this is like everything to me so um yeah just a small little idea turned into this 
huge idea and it keeps growing. And I'm always saying I want to build the Bonanza brand so much because I really feel that it's something special. Intergender wrestling is very special. Um, and it's hot. It's, it's hotter than ever now. Mm-hmm. And I want to show people, hey, intergender wrestling is awesome. It's so much fun. The Bonanza is so much fun. And you're going to have see the funnest show you're ever going to see. Now, what what made you think that you could take on something like, you know, promoting and, you know, getting together people for to produce your own show and whatnot? You know, what at what point through your career that you, you know, you, you probably been to a couple of different other promotions oh. and whatnot. And you was like, all right, well, I know not to do this. I think this <laughs> yeah. is a good business practice here. And yeah. I've traveled all. I never traveled all the country, but I traveled um, in many. I wrestled in many states uh, throughout my career, and I've been all over the uh, East and West Coast. And um, I'm going to be in the Midwest soon this year too. Um, and yeah, I have saw a lot of mistakes, and I saw like the do's and don'ts, uh, a lot more don'ts than do's. And I'm I'm being graced with a lot of good mentors, and um, to really help me out and, and mentor me and, and teach me the business. And you know, had met a lot of good people and. I have a lot of uh, connections in this business and a lot of the other wrestlers respect me. And when I told them, you know, I want to do this, they were so many on board. And to this day, like it just, just especially for the third one coming up, so many other wrestlers have contacted me, wanted to be a part of this. And it's just insane. Like the first one, Joey Ryan contacted me because he wanted to be a part of it. And, uh, <laughs> as far <laughs> Mr. as, uh- yeah, yeah. Mr. Mr. Uh, King of Dong style himself. <laughs> yeah, he, he was one of the um, like I was real sheltered in my professional wrestling watching because like coming up, all mm-hmm. I knew was WWF, WWE, uh, WCW when it was around and whatnot. So I didn't really oh, yeah. Venture, yeah. venture into, you know, independent wrestling and whatnot. But um, later on in life, uh, probably within over the last four to five years. I, I really got into it and whatnot. And um, mm-hmm. Joey Ryan was kind of like my gateway to the obscure and whatnot. <laughs> you know, through yeah, him, I, I seen, yeah. you know, through him, I seen, you know, the stuff that he was doing. Then I found a promotion in, uh, what I think that's Japan called DDT and all the crazy yeah. shit that they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, it, it was just showing me that, you know, I've seen comedy and wrestling, but I didn't know it was just so many sub genres inside of professional wrestling you know yes big time big time yeah and that's actually where the dick flip actually originated was in ddt in japan when he first uh, did that um yeah there is a lot uh because my style is very much comedy style like a lot of fans will even say like i'm like a long lost cousin of joey ryan um (laughs) but i've been doing this gimmick for years probably just as long as joey has like because we're pretty much like cut from that same cloth, like we're very like innuendo and a lot of comedy in our in our um in our uh, way we wrestle and stuff. And it's just like you said, it, it, there's so many. It's it's performance art. Like there's so many different things you can go about in professional wrestling. That's why I love it so much. Now, have you always been that type of character? I it's crazy because when I first started this training all that bumping doing all the all the drills and everything i really was like i want to be a technical wrestler because i love technical wrestling like i loved um bret hart owen hart even Shawn michaels i loved um nigel mcginnis i just loved that style and i was really gung-ho on you know doing that and for some reason it just happened 
organically the comedy, this the shake weight, the whipped cream, like just all this came to me naturally. And that is what fans because it's all about memories. Yeah. And that's what fans remember me by. <laughs> so I said, hey, why not? And I have so much fun when I go out there and every time I go out there. So hey, why not? So different path that pretty much came to me. Okay. Being a professional wrestler and whatnot, I mean, you, you try to keep your ear to the ground, you know, see what the rumblings are around you and, you know, just looking for trends and, you know, a way to, you know, just make your star just that brighter and everything. You talk yes. about gimmicks and, um, you know, just different things to entertain and whatnot. Um, most recently, we've seen um, some extreme entertainment in, um, I forget the girl's <laughs> name, to where... She did the freaking um, tampon spot. Yeah, Priscilla Kelly saw my show. <laughs> uh, so yes. So how hell yeah? What do you think <laughs> in today's climate? How how that comes over? Because I mean, I've seen um, just within my circle of uh, professional wrestling fans, you know, the feedback yeah. on that. But from you actually being in the business, what's the overall on that? <laughs> first, uh, when I first got it, um, somebody a fan sent it to me, a, fan, a clip of it, and. Um, he was like, "Yo, Stan, what do you think of this?" And I watched it, and I was like, "I, I, I, I want to wrestle her." And I was like, "Oh, that's right." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I I thought it was great. It was over. Um, I knew Priscilla Kelly when she first started, and just to see her grow into what she is now, and how much she improved just in a short period, a couple of maybe three, four years, I believe. I think about three. I'm not sure how long. It's not that long. And she was in the May Young Classic. And um, she did her job. She got over. It was a bar show. It was 21 and over. She didn't know it was going to be recorded. You know, she was just entertaining. And she said she had that idea. I have tons of ideas that I haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. But I feel that, you know, it was a good time that, you know, she didn't do it in front of, like, kids. It was far yeah. in front of, a tw- you know, 21 and over crowd. It wasn't even a ring. It was a bar show. And yeah. and I've done bar shows like that. And we got a little crazy because everyone's drunk. They just want to have a good time. And those kind of shows, I love those kind of shows. And it just got over now. Now she's – it's a memory. It's a memory. And people go, oh, it's a tampon girl. So she's going to be on my show. She's teamed with Jamie Senegal in the main event against me and Joey Ryan on May 3rd. So if she wants to pull a tampon – <laughs> Let her pull a tampon. I got I got plenty of tricks in my trunks for her, and Joey does too. <laughs> I think um, right. I think another thing I seen most recently, I believe it was her in um another bar uh, match mm-hmm. with uh she was tagging with uh was the guy named Darby Allen. Yeah, her husband. Yes. Oh, I see. I didn't know yeah. that or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still learning in certain aspects or whatever. Darby Allen just came onto my radar too. And, yeah, uh, I think that guy is like. From what I've seen from his Instagram and everything, that guy's pretty crazy. He's crazy, yep. <laughs> but um, now, now that you you know gave me that tidbit of information, this made sense. Now, now we uh, living this clip in my head. They were tag teaming, and I think she spit full on into his mouth, or vice versa, and then they start kissing <laughs> and clotheslining motherfuckers and shit. And I was like, yeah, I'd- hey, she wants to spit on my my mouth. Wants to spit on my shake. Wait, why not? You know, hey. <laughs> You know, I think that would be a, a good spot. You do you doing your little, yeah. you setting up in the corner with your shake weight and whatever for the um the freaking palm strike or whatever. In the, <laughs> the facial, facial, yeah. Oh. And damn, she yeah. spit on your shit. Oh man, so much innuendo all over the place. So it's it's, it's dubbed as Jim Cornette's dream match. Hashtag uh, Jim Cornette's dream match in this here. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, um, mm. those Jeez. other guys like that, like Jim Cornette uh, and um, all those th- that guy there specifically, you know, mm-hmm. with the young, gen- with this young generation of professional wrestlers and this new generation of professional wrestlers or whatever, how much does opinions from veterans such as Jim Cornette and you know other people of that uh, era affect y'all and y'all performances? Um, and, well. Know, I always have respect for veterans that have been doing this way longer than me. And um, the thing I have to say, I was always told and heard from Jerry Lawler and William Regal is you can't take yourself too seriously. And as you see, I come out with my shake weight, my whipped cream, my Terry pants. (laughs) Um, So I feel that let's say we were salesmen and we're selling suits and we all know that the classic black suit, you know, has been around for years and that's what we need to sell our customers. You know, we, we sell some of the black suit. That's, that's the suit everyone wants. That's the suit that they know. Okay. But let's say now in 2019, like our customers don't want the black suit. They want the blue suit. But let's say, well, we don't, we, we don't like that blue suit. That's, that looks like shit. Like, what is that? But our customers want that. So we have to sell what they want. because We need to make money. Yeah. So if our demographic wants this and our job is to sell tickets and continue for them to come back and uh, suspend this belief and tell other people hey this is amazing you need to come see this to generate more ticket sales then we gotta sell our blue suits <laughs> and that's how I look at it we got to I mean hey you know I love classic wrestling but you know at the end of the day there's so many like you said in the beginning of this there's so many different genres of wrestling so if it's making money and it's over if it's loud if it's creating buzz hey you gotta sell it (laughs) yeah now this will be your third event coming up here in may Um, yes from let's go back to setting up the first one what were some of the drawbacks to setting up your own shindig Um, and whatnot i really was very well prepared um the first two were in west virginia uh at the mcclure hotel and um, like I said, I had a lot of people really wanted to be a part of this. Joey Ron contacted me. Um, it wasn't the only hard part about it was, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm still the prom- I'm the promoter and booker. I definitely I needed to be in so many different places at the same time, and I'm only one person. So it does really help to have a good team that help you, especially with. Um, the social media aspect because social media is very important in our business and i have a good team now i have uh you know i have the uh, intergender bonanza fa- uh, facebook page and the instagram and twitter now and have a couple girls help me out with that mm-hmm. and they're doing a great job just to promote because I, I have my own i you know you know i have my own stuff to promote it's like geez yeah. it's, it's very time consuming so um the first one i was doing it all myself and it was very overwhelming and there were some sleepless nights and up all night just you know wondering what's next where now Thankfully, I'm going to be in uh, H2O's building, uh, Matt Tremont's home in H2O at the um, at H2O's building, and it's just so much easier, and everything's there. I've been Matt Tremont for years, and it's just this one I feel is just every bonanza. And my goal is to make it better and better and better. I want you know fans to really, really have experience I'll never forget, and that's what I'm going to give them on May third. Especially this match, I gave them <laughs> just the main event alone. <laughs> so. Um... Let's go back. You say you've been doing this for what nine years? Nine years so, this month. <laughs> so let's go back. What? Let's go back to 2010. Oh man! <laughs> let's let's just say 
you know, <laughs> given the span that you've been doing from uh, 2010 all the way up to current 2019 and everything, let's just spin it back a little bit. Let's just say you had a career spanning in for that, uh, what, nine years from mm-hmm. 2001 to 2010. Let's just say okay. that, was your, that was your span of your nine year career. How hard do you think it would have been to set up these events that you were doing well, now with, I, with the well, technology and the way time was then, you know, how, how do you think that would have been? more um, difficult? It would have been a lot harder. Oh, well, I never, that's a great question. Um, well, cause I've been doing intergender, intergender wrestling hasn't been, is not thing new. Like yeah. I know it's a lot in WE has done it in the Royal Rumble with Nia Nijax. Um, I've personally, uh, started having my first ever intergender match in 2012. So I'm not, I'm been doing intergender for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then, all those years you said, uh, I mean, I gotta think because, <sighs> I mean, Harvey Whippleman was the WWF Women's Champion, but although it was, I might that might even be before you that time, you know, I was still a kid. I mean, it'd probably be so much harder because uh, the um, especially like the LGBT community is not was very, uh, you know, not very um welcome. Yeah, like, yeah, not, I shouldn't say welcome, to, more yeah. like you know what I mean. Like that now it's more accepted. Yeah, you know, and. It's just, oh man, that really, really gave me a uh, really thinking about this question because it probably would have been like, you're crazy. You, you know, you just want to beat up women's stand. You want to just <laughs> violate them. Or, um, no, I just want to show, like, the reason why I love intergender wrestling is number one, it creates memories. Mm-hmm. Very good. People remember these things so much. Like the Royal Rumble, like everyone knows. And that, that, that whole Rumble was knowledge. Nia Jax coming in and you get in the RKO and doing a lot with the, uh, Randy Orton and Ray Mysterio and Ziggler. It creates big memories and that's what's all about. Um, and I show that I really don't want to put a gender on it. I show that everyone's equal. It's wrestlers versus wrestlers. We're going to tell awesome stories. And some of the female talent that I've personally been in the ring with were some of the best uh, wrestlers I've wrestled ever and had my best matches with. So I want to always give my best to the fans. So that's pretty much why I want to do this and why I continue to do this. But man, back in those years, oh, man, it would have been I don't know. I mean, the attitude ever, maybe, maybe, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's very 50 50. Like, cause the attitude ever did have those inter- had intergender crazy things. So maybe it would have been, you know, more welcomed. Yeah. But in like a, from, yeah. from what I remember from that time frame, or whatever, I mean, there were yeah. women um, involved in matches with men or whatever, but it was almost to the point to where it was just from, you know, like I said, I'm sheltered. So I didn't have yeah. a wide range of uh, memory on this stuff, but it's like the Dudley's beating up Stacey Keebler, putting it through yeah. May Young, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and the most um, ones that would freaking have anything to do with the men would probably be like Jackie and China, yes. you know, some yes. of the one, the more muscular ones or whatever that can yeah. actually handle mm-hmm. themselves. But the rest yeah. of them just getting like stunners and all kind of crazy stuff. It, it was great. I love Stone Cold. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like now, like women don't want to, especially female talent, they don't want to be helpless. They they can be like, hey, I'm going to, you know, and a lot of female uh, is the audience will say, hey, you know, hey, they know the girl's going to get her butt kicked. But when she gets up and gets back in that guy's face, hell yeah. Like she can take a beating, but she's not going to like lay down for that guy. She's going to kick his ass too. So, mm-hmm. and it's showing women empowerment showing you know hey it doesn't matter 
And then you, so, I mean, it's yeah. it's just like you said. Like if you look at an agenda match now, or you mean mm-hmm. our period or whatever, it would be no different from let's just say your biggest competitor in the male facing mm-hmm. one year, a cruiserweight or something like that. Exactly. It really. It, yeah. Exactly. Um, I really. A lot of times you'll hear that it promotes domestic violence, and no. at the end of the day, I say, you know, it's it's all work, you know, and it's just it's entertainment. It's you're gonna get upset when you know you're playing Street Fighter and Chung Lee beats up Guile or Wonder <laughs> Woman beats up guys in a movie. Like, come on, like no, they're not. The women are, are wrestlers; they're not victims. I really don't understand why mm-hmm. people say it's like the promotes that just something yeah. for them to just go online and type and be keyboard wars about <laughs> yeah see and this is this is the thing about stuff like that you know the points that you're bringing up that's where parents come into play mm-hmm. hey you know th- you explain to your child or whoever be like hey this is not you know factual you know this is a you know yeah. a show this is entertainment or whatever you exactly know? you know mm-hmm. and you or if you don't want to go through all that, just don't let them watch it. <laughs> don't let them watch it. Yeah. Or and again, like like you just said, I don't let them watch it. Don't take kids to movies to see, you know, a girl beat up a guy or yeah. guy beat up a hit a girl because it's, it's everywhere. You're, you're gonna see it on TV, and so what's the difference in a you know? So it's entertainment, and you know, yeah. I mean. With the, the, that is another there's a good point though with the parents and stuff but you, you pretty much answered your question yeah just don't let them watch it yeah because i mean nowadays i mean we talk about you know today's climate versus the climate back then mm-hmm. um yes it's changed but now mm-hmm. it seems more especially like we have this thing called the internet and it gives yes. everybody a platform to speak their mind which mm-hmm. isn't necessarily bad, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it is bad. <laughs> yeah, it it definitely um because when I started, Twitter was maybe just came out, and look at Twitter now. So it's you know, and just Facebook itself too was just frosty for college kids. Now look at it, it's such a conglomerate. And yeah, you said it is good. It's great for for promoting Sanford and you know marketing. It's a very good platform, but yeah, like there could be like I said, keyboard warriors just sit all day on their computer and just say, "Hey, can't do this, can't do that. I can do this better." But they never even done any kind of like lifted a weight in their life. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know I don't know those armchair quarterbacks. They they really get my yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And then you know it's just like within the years that I've been doing this podcast or whatever, I've always I, I adopted the mentality of. I'm not going to talk shit about anybody unless I've made the attempt to do that thing that I'm talking shit about. Yeah. So, I mean, I respect all professional wrestlers or whatever, because like even yourself, I mean, you, you go out there for my entertainment. You go out exactly. there, you, you beat yourself mm-hmm. up, you know, you you spend time away from your family or whatever the case may be. You know, you just live in squalor conditions sometime or whatnot. <laughs> just, oh, man. Just to entertain <laughs> uh, Joe Schmo in the fucking front row in seat 2B or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't understand what we have to go through our bodies and this the traveling and everything we do just to entertain. And like I always say that I appreciate the fans so much and the the best thing is to show your support come to the shows and to support pro wrestling cuz that's what we love so much cuz without you, the fans we wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um 
with you know the things that you're doing or whatever, setting up your own shows, being your own booker and promoter and whatnot, with the success. Well, we can't say success yet because it's just in its <laughs> infancy. But with yeah. um, all the stuff that's coming up with um, all elite wrestling and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, how how does that uh, change your outlook on the business of professional? Uh, I love it. I I was so happy because Sunny Kiss was a personal friend of mine. I've known Sunny. Uh, man, I, Sunny probably had his first like wrestling experience with me. Actually, was one of my, my manager. Um, he was a seventeen year old little kid. This and he was just he showed me how he can do all these splits and stuff and I told him I said if you can do that in the ring you're going to be over and he's like really I'm like oh yeah because and he was so nice and funny very awesome person and we had some killer matches and I'm so happy because and then Isla Rose another friend of mine too and I'm so happy for her because it shows now mm-hmm. that all the like somebody like me could could possibly be on the main because everyone says like I look at myself I'm like you know would I ever make it? You never know. But I feel like there's more hope for us now. There's more outlets. And I, I've said this um, earlier, in like uh, last month, that 2019 is going to be a big year for pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I really feel I really feel that. Yeah. Even some aspects of 2018 was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But like, um, I'm just excited for, you know, the whole change because, I mean, it's not yeah. just going to affect WWE or whoever else. It's just going to affect professional wrestling as a whole mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. i mean you can i know uh, yeah yeah you go ahead i was gonna say now all eat they sold out in like 40 45 minutes they said or something like wow yeah. and i don't think in my opinion all he's gonna compete with we not at first it it's gonna take time but it just wrestling you said wrestling as a whole is just gonna be turned upside down because they're gonna be doing some great i know they're gonna really make uh some memories and really stamp some like their uh, footprints in professional wrestling. And it's just, it's just so awesome now to be a professional wrestler, professional wrestler, because it's just, there's just more hope now. Like, like, like I said, like the intergender stuff is getting more over. It's, it's always been over, but now it's even more over and it's great for me and my, my brain is building. So I'm so happy for professional wrestling, especially now, like it's how, it's grown so much and it it always changes. It always grows. And that's the, the greatest, the great part about wrestling is it's never going to really, it's always going to be in you know, that circle. It's always going to be like, you know, you, you know, it's never going to change that way, but it changes in other ways where, you know, intergender wrestling all eat. So I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm ecstatic for it. Now, what do you expect from that promotion? Oh man, I don't, I, I kind of what I was going to say is expect the unexpected because I, I didn't see Sunny Kiss really signing there. And I, I saw that. I was like, whoa, like, this is amazing. I love it. Yes. Like, no. If there was anybody that deserved it, it's him. It's him. And, and Nyla too. So, I mean, I think there's going to be tons more surprises. I really feel that the internet is going to go insane their first show. And um, I love to see Chrome do something big. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like who knows, but it's just you know anticipation. I that's that's why that's why I miss in wrestling the anticipation. Like my shows, the bonanza, like the wrestlers and the fans just are so excited for it. And a lot of times, like you go you go to a show, you're like, eh, okay, I'm just gonna go to this because it's something to do. But this is like, you know, I can't wait for the bonanza because I I know Stan's gonna put on an amazing show and this match is gonna be so awesome. And that's what's missing. Like when you watch that, we were talking about kids WCW. I would love sitting in front of my TV and watching WCW Worldwide because I was so excited and that's what's missing in wrestling so 
all in to bring excitement. The bonanzas will bring excitement. You now anticipation is all about. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, 2019 is shaping up to be a stellar year for um, professional wrestling as a whole. But let's kind of guide away from professional wrestling for a moment because 2019 <laughs> oh boy. is uh, bringing me something here in April that I am uh, very stoked about. And um, I don't know how uh, into movies you are, but I'm excited to see Avengers Endgame. How about you? Oh, I'm not really a big movie buff because I've been so busy with wrestling and my promotions, working out and my shake weight. <laughs> so I'm always <laughs> on the go, go, go. Um, I think I saw the uh, one of the Avengers movies and I'm a big com- – I always was a big comic book uh, X-Men cartoons in the 80s and 90s. I loved all those. So hell yeah. Man. You, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Dragon Ball Z nut, so I did see the Broly movie, and I love that. Okay, so I love you, Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, have you been keeping up with the new series? Oh hell yeah, I I think it's so awesome. You got to clue me in, man, because like I haven't watched Dragon Ball since GT, and then I oh wow, and then I hear GT <laughs> is not even canon to this new series. Nope, it's not. <laughs> um, the movie definitely took Broly and just made him um, the original creator really took that character made him something special and it's just uh, i would it's i can't spoil it you have to just go watch the new series it's just i feel that now with dragon ball super the creator kira Toriyama, he's made it so so good that it can go on for years our children's children children could have dragon ball the way he's done the story now so it's just fantastic it's just fantastic writing creativity Word. So I mean, what other? Eh, I can't talk outside of Dragon Ball or whatever. What, <laughs> what else are you into? Um, I was I, I love. I well, number one is wrestling. Number two is by the girls. <laughs> Three is uh, working out and the shake weight, of course. Um, I, I'm very much. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much. Uh, just very to myself. I like to just chill out and. I'll watch some TV shows here and there. I'm, I'm always on social media. I'm a big uh, online person. I'm always trying to promote myself, promote my brand. Um, yeah, Dragon Ball Z. I, I love One Punch Man. For, like, if you want to talk about recent oh, like, yeah, anime. I, yeah, i just seen uh, that. My Hero Academia is another really good one I, I've just caught up on. That's that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I always was big into like, anime as a kid. and um, Just those old school cartoons like G.I. Joe and Transformers and x-men and spider-man like those are my like go-to and of course wrestling but i always love those cartoons the nostalgia is crazy now damn (laughs) (laughs) what it was uh if you ever get the time and whatnot because how i told you i was uh just kind of immersing myself in all facets of professional wrestling within the past five years or whatever i'm kind of yeah. slowly doing the same thing with anime because i mean i mm-hmm. i knew the mainstream shit so i knew about dragon yeah. ball z and mm-hmm. you know i caught a couple of the um, look i think back in the day my shit was a ninja scroll or whatever okay okay yeah yeah and then uh you know a couple of other ones here and there but you know i just found one punch man um, that's my favorite Netflix just released a series um, they just released the first part it's 26 episodes out they only released the first 13 called uh, Baki and, uh, <gasps> awesome awesome anime definitely check that out yep oh yeah oh so you seen it 
Yes, I, I think you Baki the Grappler. That's what the full name's called, something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, I just watched the first thirteen episodes. I'm waiting for hell. The, the, yeah, do the other. It's ones. like a yeah. It, it, I feel yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It's it, it, to me. It's almost like an adult Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like I watched it and I was just like, "What is this?" And then yeah. it's like all the uh, like the the stronger characters like are fucking huge. It's just like. Mm-hmm giants and everything and then there's always some exposition in this damn show it's just like somebody will do something you'll be like how the hell he did that then you get like a whole episode of backlog of like (laughs) how did he get to this point and how did he learn this technique and all kind of shit and I'm just like if you ever had a question this show is going to explain it to you yeah Baki I I, when I watched that I mean I watched it years ago it always made me want to work out because the theme song is just it's just so I can't remember who sings it but it's like you see Baki like doing pull-ups and push-ups on his on his thumbs I'm like yo I want to go to the gym and just pay on those weights and then grab my shade weight and and polish it off (laughs) like because it's because Baki's all buff he's like I'll take on a whole bunch of like the first uh, episode he wants to take on like 100 guys or something something like that and he's like I'll take him on I'm like yo Baki like doesn't care he just wants to fight and um I'm not sure because you said you only watched it 26 did you get introduced to his uh, father yet no not yet they've uh, they've they've hinted to him yeah they hinted to him or whatever but they haven't haven't got that far yet he's like god <laughs> yeah because he's the son of the strongest man in the world or whatever well fighter or yeah. whatnot yep yep mm-hmm. yeah it's like it's very i always see it's very like a lot of people who like dragon ball like baki and it's more more mature than dragon ball because dragon ball is really kind of uh supposedly towards kids mm-hmm. but baki is definitely more a little bit more adult yeah, and then like uh, with Dragon Ball, man, you got to see the life cycle of a, one whole character and everything. You got mm-hmm. to see Dragon Ball where Goku was a kid. Then mm-hmm. you got to see, you know, the next evolution in freaking Dragon Ball Z. And then yes. you know, it just he, this character has literally grown throughout the series and whatnot. Even, oh, yeah. Even the kids and, you and were, the sub characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you said about GT, like it's almost the point now, the way in Super, if you have. If you, get a chance to watch that like they could take elements from gt and make that canon now they really the way they have it sorted out with the story they could do that and like because they did take broly from the past and put him in there as a canon and recreated his character yeah. so they there's characters in in gt like the one character i don't know if you remember baby like yeah. that was a good character but poorly executed but if they really had that character come back hell yeah that would be kind of cool just executed better. That's what the movie did. They took the character and just executed it properly. Now, what do you um, feel about Star Wars? Uh, I'm I like Star Wars. I'll watch Star Wars. <laughs> I know a lot of hot girls like Star Wars, so I'll sit down with a hot girl and watch Star Wars. And hell yeah! Um, honestly, I always was a big GI Joe nerd. I was that was my go-to GI Joe. I have big GI Joe collection all of those years from the '80s, and um, but I do like Star Wars. But I know. I know a little bit about it, but G.I. Joe was like, I know it all about G.I. Joe. Yeah, man, I used to uh, watch it in the morning before I went to school. Yeah, me too. Yep. We had this conversation not too long ago. I don't know. I think it was a movie, a G.I. Joe movie or one of the episodes or whatever where uh, Joe got killed or some shit. 
That's the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Duke got killed in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caught a snake in the chest. I was like, oh. Yeah, well, he didn't die. He he only had a coma. He was supposed to die. Yeah. But since there was so much backlash because the movie bef- before that, Transformers, Optimus Prime died, and fans just just yeah. destroyed that movie and hated it so much. So they were like, we kind of can't do this because JoJo is our second um, top story for Hasbro. They're like, oh, we're gonna say this in a coma. But in the original Japanese, yeah, um, dub or Japanese version, they're like, he's dead, he's dead. But we dubbed it as, oh, he's in a coma, he'll be okay. <laughs> so and I remember that old oh, Transformer man. cartoon. The old Transformer cartoon. I figured the motherfucker turned into a gun and shot motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, Megatron. Yeah. I don't Loved think that it. would translate too well now if a motherfucker just turned into a big ass gun and just. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I used to. I was watching um, a couple months ago Heathcliff. I was big on Heathcliff oh, and yeah. Garfield. And and one thing uh, Garfield says goes: if anyone does that, he should be dragged out in the street and shot. I'm like, what? I'm like, this is a kid's cartoon. He said that. And like, mm. like, could you imagine that now? How much like stuff that we get and i was like i couldn't believe it i'm like yo this is crazy i used to watch it as a kid and i never thought anything of it yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is like, crazy and like and um the one dude in uh in a uh, heathcliff i think riffraff he's almost like a borderline pimp and i'm like i'm like what is this like oh my god <laughs> hey man it was a product of the times you know it was it was the 80s the good old 80s <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I remember um was um the dude that turned into a car when he got hot. I think it was Hot Rod or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to love that one. Then uh, GoBots, the inferior Transformers. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there was always some knockoff. Yep. And then um, they had another one I could I vaguely remember, but it was a Brave Star, Native American character. He had uh, the speed of the, the freaking Puma, Eye the Hawk, Strength of the I heard of Brave Star. Yeah. I had the toy, but I didn't know too much about the cartoon. <laughs> there were so many cartoons that like I liked and I watched now, and I'm like, I'm like, what the hell did I watch this for? Like, I always like GI Joe and Transformers. Oh hell yeah! Like Ninja Turtles yeah. too, Power Rangers too. But like, there was one thing I used to I used to play this game called Dark Starkers, and there was a oh, cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there was a cartoon. It was so horrible. It was not like the game. And I'm like, why did I watch this? Mm-hmm. Like, but it was just so bad. <laughs> yeah, all I remember is the chick, the bat. <laughs> with the tail yes and morgan oh yeah mm. oh you know what that's a, that's a gimmick for a, a female wrestler now if you want to be a make i think someone should try to let's be morgan oh, maybe there's somebody is because morgan was mm. oh man yeah mm, barry that's right mm. and then um shit what else they had um thundercats that was my joint yeah that, i watched that yep goddamn panthro <laughs> the darkest oh, of the cats. <laughs> I used to watch Conan, the Avenger. I used to watch that a lot. And um, there was another one. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Power Rangers, like a knockoff. It was um, Superhuman Samurai uh, Cyber Squad. Yeah. Something. <laughs> I remember that shit. Yeah, uh, it's knockoff Power Rangers. <laughs> shit, Power Rangers is a knockoff of Power Rangers because it's like a whole yes. show in like Japan or something that they just dub in the fight scenes and all. Yeah, that it was crazy shit. totally different story, and we just Americanized it and put our spin on it, and like, hey, let's do that. But hey, it was just it's over, so it is. It was. It is. <laughs> mm-hmm. it is um one more thing. I had something. I I, I freaking lost it. Oh. Oh, well, it, it, it might have come back to me later, but um, what's next, man? I mean, you, you, well. we got you running promotions. You know, you you advancing your career as well as other 
professional wrestler's career by doing these shows and whatnot. What what do you think is the next step, the next level for you as far as your career goes? And without a doubt, I'm traveling all over. Like I'm going to be uh, next month, next weekend. I'm going to have uh, my debut in uh, Illinois. So I'm going to be doing a lot more Midwest, uh, possibly Texas, Texas to the end of the year, close to the end of the year. Um, I'll be in California again. So again, more traveling, more getting my name out there, my brand out there. Um, right now, I'm so into my the Bonanza three, having the best Bonanza ever, better than the first and second one. Um, and what I want is to continue to do more of these Bonanzas. Like I have so many ideas and so many my creative juices every day are just like oh man oh man i just can't wait um i want to do more bonanzas uh just keep on building it building it and just i would love to travel out of the country i have my passport so if any promoters listen to this hey hell yeah um <laughs> i would love to go to japan that's that's a huge goal of mine i would i think me and ddt oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah that makes sense <laughs> It would be insane. It just—I feel like if those promotions where you get to really do more, like it's why I feel like I'll be like the genie from Aladdin. Like the the, the gauntlets will be off my hands. I'm set free. Now I can really go crazy and show you what I could do with the shake weight and the cream and the pants and just my wackiness of Stan Styles. <laughs> now let's talk about that because I mean you, you, okay. you got you got a couple things going on with your character, or whatever that I've seen. Yeah, but you take it to like level five and shit you like yes what 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 goku level that is is like super saiyan god or some shit or it's what? super saiyan god yeah and then i can go to super saiyan blue and someone's like you can go ultra instinct and <laughs> so the next level yeah so, so i seen the the pants journey. i i've I, I seen i seen the first person i do i seen uh, do the pants thing you know the tearaway joint was uh mm-hmm. most recently a uh, cat over in new japan i forget his name I think it's like Tai Chi or something. He come out with mm-hmm. long pants and about halfway through the match, you rip his damn tights off and you got the little trunks under there or whatnot. Yeah. So I seen you in the ring when I was looking at some of your stuff and I was like, oh, you got the tearaway pants. But not only do you have the tearaway pants, you have tearaway pants under your tearaway pants, under your tearaway <laughs> pants. <laughs> then you yep. reveal the trunks. <laughs> yeah. So how did that come about, man? How, how did you envision this and make this a reality? Because that's what I want to know. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I had so many tearaway pants, and I had a show, and I was packing up my gear, and I said, oh, what tearaway pants uh, should I bring? Because I would just use it for my entrance. Um, and I was like, man, I have so many. And I'm like, I don't know which one I should wear. I was like, what? And I, know, it was like, I think it was like a stroke of midnight. And I was like, you know what? Like, what if I told the announcer when he announces my name, Sizzling Stan Styles? Like, when he says Sizzling, I'll ripple a pant. And then Stan, another pant. And then Styles, a third pant. And it's like, whoa, here he is, my trunks. Like, that's where it came from. And it was just my entrance. And when I did it, everyone went, they just cracked up. And like, oh my God. And it's about memories. And everyone is remembering from that on. And then, Somehow, like other us, like do it in the match. Let's incorporate it in the match. And then I just always incorporate it in the, in the match because fans just anticipated, like, oh, I can't. And there's been times where I would do it in different ways, and and everyone just loves it. And they're like, every time I'm at a show and whoever I'm wrestling that night, do I like, have the pants? You have the pants? I'm of course I do. It's like, oh, I have this idea for the pants. Let's do this for the pants. Like <laughs> in the promoter, they're like. Oh, the pants, the pants. And it's like, and, um, 
the fans all over. And actually, that spot was on uh, Wrestling for Gret, and they said um, they called the uh, get these pants like get, like yeah, Strowman get these pants get died. I'm like that's the name of the move. Get, it's a move now. <laughs> get these pants. <laughs> yeah, that's and they're the pants. Of, the I pants see. of pleasure, I call them. <laughs> I wear yeah. the pants of pleasure. I see. I measure at thirteen inches shake weight. Yeah, I've seen how that kind of uh, plays with other gimmicks and everything. Because I know um, you had a mm-hmm. in a match with uh, Sue Young, and she tried to hit yep. you, hit you with the mist, and then yeah. uh, she <laughs> missed, and you hit her with the pants. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I showed her. I don't want to talk too bad about Sue Young because she wants to kill me still. <laughs> nah, you know, see, just kind of being crazy and off off the cuff or whatever. Like, how would a match with uh, Penelope? Uh, the, the one oh. that did the uh, tampon joint and Sue Young. <laughs> That'd be so crazy. I, I, I'm ready. I, I mean, Sue Young is awesome. She's so talented. I uh, survived my match with her, but she's still coming after me. She still wants to kill me. Um, She was originally supposed to be on the Bonanza 3, but yeah. um, due to scheduling, uh, she couldn't make it. And she was sad about it. And, and, but, I mean, it is what it is, but there will be a day. That means she don't have another match, and hopefully she don't kill me this time because she really wants to kill me. But um, yeah, she's so great. Uh, Priscilla is so great too. And like I said, she wants to pull up that tampon, bring it on. Like hell yeah, I'm not scared of a tampon. And you know, I've been around a lot longer than her, and, and she's done some stuff. But I mean, I got I got Uncle Joey by my side. She has, she has uh, Jamie, so it's just I, to me like that match. It, the fans win that match. Mm-hmm. Just, 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 we don't even have to do anything. The fans just, we, all of us just in that ring together, the fans win. Like, it's just, I can see you, it's going to be so awesome. I can see you deflecting both of them with the pants or whatever. Like, she come in with the tampon, you throw the pants up in the face, pants. And you kind of block it. And then, so you yep. come in with the mitts, you throw the pants up, block it. <laughs> block it. Yep. Just everybody gets pants. Just get everyone, the whole the crowd just gets the pants. Everyone, the yeah. <laughs> pants. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you one for free. If you ever happen to uh, wrestle somebody that has pants on as well, you that mm-hmm. gonna tear away your three pants or whatnot, and then bam, <laughs> you pants them. You pull their pants down, and then you hit them with a punch or something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's awesome. See, see how awesome this is it's organically. <laughs> <laughs> I had a ref said that he he wanted to take the pants, and I was like, "How are we gonna do this? Like, why would I hit ref the pants? I guess this, the ref loved it so much. I'm like, he wanted to take the move. <laughs> it, it, that could be a ref spot or whatever. You why not? hit somebody with the pants, they duck out the way, and the ref catch him. <laughs> exactly, ref gets it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, see, Don't squaffy me. <laughs> here we go. We giving away all this shit for free, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, right? Oh no, that's all right. There'll be a lot more. Yeah, but um. We, I've never really spoke about this before with another professional wrestler on this show, but um, just the way things are changing and whatnot with the business and whatnot. We just talked about all the neat wrestling and um, you know your ability to book shows and whatnot. Um, seeing that you have uh, you know a good bit of experience in professional wrestling from both sides of the game, you know booking and being yeah. um. A athlete as well what the retirement plan looking like are you going to retire within the realm of being a promoter and a booker and whatnot or are you just man i want to just keep riding this wave of excitement and this into like i feel that and i will say this like our truth really inspired me because he's 47 he looks yeah. fantastic yeah and he's still going so i'm like it shows me hope because i'm always going in the gym and trying to keep myself and as the best shape as possible and the shake weight helps for that too because shake weight workout 
<laughs> and um, I mean, fans, you can buy one yourself. I do sell the shake weights, so you can eat all the whipped cream you want, like I do. And you look, at, you know, guys, girls, you look good. But I mean, uh, back to our truth, he looks so good. He's uh, U.S. champ. I still think he's U.S. champ. I don't know if I, I haven't yeah. caught up on SmackDown. Uh, but it just shows you, hey, he's forty-seven. He's even Jeff Hardy in his forties. So. I mean, I, I'm never. You never really retire. Even got people now that are retired. You never really do. Mm-hmm. So, um, if there's a time I can't get in the ring, I, you know, I'm, I can't, you know, perform. I, I can always promote. I can always mentor and help and, and teach young people. You know, I've I've mentored a lot of of uh, wrestlers, uh, male, a lot of females now. You know, Cho, hey, you know, um, I always say less is more. Less is so much more. Um, really, really. Uh, you know, be humble and, you know, do the drives and stay hungry and, you know, just show them like what I learned. Cause I feel like the new generation now, like a lot of people coming out, like they kind of, kind of missing that. It's not really taught or embedded into their, you know, training like I was. Like it's just yeah. completely different now to me. And I'm just like, what? Like, so that's what I like to teach and tell them and make wrestling fun. Like I, people are like, wow, you make it so much fun, Stan. I love wrestling you. Like, like Jimmy Sinkle told me, he said, when you wrestle Stan Styles, I'm just like, you're not wrestling. You're having so much fun. I'm like, that's, this was great when he said that about me. Yeah. And that's what it's really about, man. It's just like, yeah. you, you get so long in the tooth or whatever. I mean, you have to mentor, you have to give back. Yeah. Oh, I love, I, I love giving back. Cause I just, it's almost like, you see like a child like grow up and like that's yeah hell yeah look at that i told her that like or him that like look at that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah exactly it's great it's a good feeling but we have come to the conclusion my friend now we had so much fun too <laughs> oh no 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 we can't conclude yet we can't Uh-oh. we can't conclude yet because i already asked about the pants when did oh, you God. become one with the shake weight? How did this oh, all come about? This is what I want to know. <laughs> the shake weight, the shake weight supreme. Somebody, somebody said, is it, is it a name? And I say, I call it the shake weight supreme. They want me to name it. I don't know. Um, the, the shake weight story is not that crazy. All it was was <clears throat> when it first came out back in 2010, uh, I was with an ex-girlfriend and we were in like Target or Walmart, one of those stores. And she saw it on the shelf and she said, hey, I think you should come out with a shake weight. And I said, yes. Yes, I should. And I bought it, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, yeah. and then um, the whipped cream was actually before that, and I just brought the whipped cream out just to be funny, and just thought it would be funny to put it in girls' mouths, and then that just I was like the cream because who doesn't love whipped cream? So no, just all organically just flowed like water, and all meshed together into like a trifecta of sizzling entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what you do. Sizzling. Yep. Sizzling yep. all over the place. Sizzling all over the place. Yeah. Hell yeah. You got a move that's right. that incorporates the word sizzle in it yet? I do. I mean, man, my moves are all over the place. Like uh, most of it, I mean, I, I I used to have a move called the sizzling heat. I don't do that move anymore. Most of the time I end my match with the whipped cream stunner. You know, whipped cream yeah. in the mouth, hit the stunner. They spit it out like it was the beer explodes. The crowd gets all hot and explodes, and that's it. The explosion. One, two, three. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> the whip explosion. Yeah. All right. So you, you answered all my questions. I, I'm satisfied with my answers and my results and whatnot. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> so, um, before we go ahead and wrap it on up, let everybody know what you got coming up and where they can find you on social media. 
Okay, everyone, this weekend I will be uh, in Pittstown, Pennsylvania uh, for Super Crazy Pro, and then I'm going to be at Northern Tier Sunday. I'm not quite sure the town, but I will have it all on my social media accounts for you to check out. Um, social media at the Sizzling One on Twitter, also Bash at Bonanza. That's my uh, Energetic Bonanza brand. You can follow me on Instagram at Sizzling Stand Styles. And also my Bonanza Instagram, uh, the Intergender Bonanza. You can also like the Intergender Bonanza page or my page on Facebook, Sizzling Stan Styles. If you want to book me, sizzlingstan at gmail.com. And seriously, guys, I love what I'm doing. Please, uh, like the Bonanza. Come to Bonanza, the Intergender Bonanza 3, uh, Friday, May 3rd, uh, 1041 Glassboro Road. Building uh, C Suit One, Williamstown, New Jersey. It's next to Anytime Fitness because the GPS is wacky with it. So once you see the Anytime Fitness, it's right there. Um, I'm limited to I'm limited to 200 tickets because it's a smaller building, and a lot of people are saying it will sell out. So uh, purchase and reserve your tickets. Uh, PayPal me slash Stan Styles, thirty dollar VIP front row, twenty general. So twenty dollars people, you get to see Priscilla Kelly and Joey Ryan and me. So it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. <laughs> Can't beat it. All right, man. Once again, I appreciate you giving me your time and whatnot and enlightening me of your <laughs> nine year career and all your bonanzas that's coming up and whatnot and shake weight pants and <laughs> whipped cream, gluten free. And gluten free. <laughs> yes. And all that stuff, man. So um as is with any guest that's been on this show, the door is always open for you to come back and promote whatever it is awesome. you want to promote or just come shoot the shit. Awesome. Thank you so much. I loved I love being part of this. All right, and that was the sizzling one himself, Stan Styles. Uh, interesting talk with this young man, and <laughs> the gimmicks, man, the, the the freaking things that he incorporates in his daggone matches, man. I, I highly recommend you you look him up, check him out on YouTube, Instagram, at all his uh, different accounts and whatnot. And uh, I think the one that gets me. The freaking most is the goddamn the pants thing, man. Not not so much the shake weight and the whipped cream or whatever. I mean, uh, oddly enough, none of that stuff uh gets me as much as the <laughs> the pants thing. And um, so yeah, like you heard in the interview, you do wearing three pairs of tearaway pants and he uses uses them as a weapon in his uh matches or whatever. I ain't never seen no shit like that before. I mean, you got Tai Chi over in goddamn New Japan. That uh rips the pants off somewhat during um in his matches and whatnot. Then um you got Flip Gordon cutting backflips off the top turnbuckle, ripping his shorts off before he hits the ground and whatever. But we have not seen the trousers used as a weapon. Well, I haven't, you know, because I'm not as well versed in a lot of different uh pro wrestling promotions and whatnot. But um it's great to see somebody that loves what they do and whatnot, and you know, just you heard the genuine enthusiasm in his voice as we sat here and talked about professional wrestling and whatnot. So, you know, I'm glad to welcome another professional wrestler into the fold with the Random Rounds with Rob podcast or whatever. And, you know, um, I'm trying to think back. I mean, I'm probably going to miss a name or two or whatever. I'm trying to think back on all the people professional wrestling wise that have been on the show. Um, first and foremost, I'd like to give a shout out to um my training buddy uh piper brooks um ronda wright and um she has to step away from wrestling for a while because uh she uh worked herself into a shoot as uh people say and um the shooting 
is a, a mockum of semen and now she's pregnant. So, <laughs> so uh, congratulations to her working, working on bringing in a second child into the world. So uh, shout out to Rhonda. So that that's the prognosis. That's the status of her from uh, the time we met and up until current. So currently she is pregnant. <laughs> Was doing some independent stuff. Now she's pregnant. Um, J. A. Fair. He was a guy that was down there when I was uh, doing my training and whatnot. I believe he's still doing independent bookings or whatever. But um, I think he welcomed some new kids into his life or whatever. And I think he focuses more on that. Um, Damon Buchanan, Mad the Mad Hatter or whatever dude that had a hand in training me, showing me some of the ropes, literally and figuratively. Um. He retired. His injuries got the best of him. Uh, bad shoulder and some other things, man. And that's why I respect these dudes. They put their life and body on the line to uh, entertain us. And, you know, I really appreciate it. Um, who else? Um, J.J. Blake and freaking Kiefer Bartek. Uh, both uh, performers down at a Booker T school here in uh, Texas City. Uh, that's a couple miles south from here in Houston uh just most recently seen JJ Blake live at Griff's here in Houston and um him and Kiefer was on Raw I mean not Raw um the uh, Elimination Chamber pay-per-view they were uh, two of the security gentlemen that uh escorted Becky Lynch out of the ring after she assaulted uh Charlotte and uh Ronda Rousey so that's their current thing. They're still doing uh, some independent stuff and uh, moving around within the circle of WWE. Uh, who else? Uh, Brian Cage. Since he's been on this show, uh, he's had a title opportunity. I don't believe he's the X Division champion anymore, but, you know, big things are still on the horizon for him. Kiara Hogan. Since the last time she's been on this show, uh, she just signed the Impact deal. And now, you know, she's on Impact, having um, great matches. And now she's on um, Access with the um, Women of Wrestling show. So, I mean, two dual D- TV deals for her and, you know, just the success. She was most recently here. I think she's floating around Texas somewhere uh, for the rodeo. Uh, who else? Um, Marty the Moth Martinez. So, um, since he's been on the show, he has become the Lucha Ground Underground Champion. I said Underground. Yeah, I said a lot of shit there. The Lucha Underground Heavyweight Champion. So, that was a great progression with his character. Not, you know, as far as Lucha Underground goes, from what I've watched, um, his character seems to be the most interesting to me. Other ones are good and great or whatnot. But this character, from the, his first appearance all the way up until... You know, he got the gold around his waist and smaller tights. Um, <laughs> he says, damn, had to, I feel has the most uh, progression and change and whatnot. And uh, he's doing uh, his own live streams going on right now, playing video games and whatnot. I think he bought a house not too long ago and just, you know, for progression, for progression. Um. I don't think I'm as big as RBR and the New Age Insiders or anything like that. I'm not getting anybody to bump or whatever. I don't think anybody that has ever been on the show is with WWE or anything right now. But, you know, things are still coming. And then WWE doesn't mean 
uh, necessarily that you know you made you have uh, it, it doesn't measure your success you can be successful in many ways you know and it could all spawn from what you're doing now it doesn't have to be necessarily professional wrestling that you can be successful in you might um, because of it you might turn into other avenues and bring you success that way the Pope D'Angelo De Niro Elijah Burke um, one of the <laughs> most fun conversations I've had with a professional wrestling on this show and um, continue to putting on charity events for his charity um, like the love life <laughs> that hold on you know I'm, I'm gonna bring that back I'm not gonna edit it out or anything but because you know people fuck up when they say things I don't want to give you the wrong information in case you want to donate to the charity which you should want to the love alive charity the love alive charity it's a TLC, you get it? It's marketing, baby. Uh, but um, nonprofit, you can follow them on Instagram at the Love Alive Charity, and I believe they have a Twitter, but I don't have it in front of me right now. But um, he's going on to do uh, more shows for his charity event, uh, mentoring the people down at a uh, few in Miami, and that's as uh, the promotion that he's helping out with fighting evolution wrestling uh he's one of the champions down there and also uh, most interesting enough you know i'm following his instagram and everything his facebook and whatnot um he's been doing a lot of popping up behind the scenes at uh, wwe events and uh with different um current active roster people over there in wwe so is he teasing at a return or is he just visiting with friends and whatnot i mean because you know just because he's there where he at and you know he still has friends where they are i mean you can visit your friends every now and then i mean it doesn't necessarily mean anything i hope it means a return or something like that but uh that is yet to be seen so i mean all these guys and gals that have been on here has received so much uh success you know, from what I've seen and whatnot, and I've hoped they're achieving, you know, a lot of personal goals and getting what they want out of uh, their careers right now. So I appreciate every last professional wrestler that has ever been on the show, as do I appreciate every person, non-professional wrestling wise, <laughs> that has been on this show. And um, I look forward to what the future of this show holds and whatnot. Um, Got, I think... Um, my brother from another mother, we both bald in this bitch, but I think he has more hair than I do. He can still rock a fade if he wanted to. I can't, I got the Batman symbol in my shit. I can't, I don't have nothing on the front of my forehead here, <laughs> but, um, Joe Moffat, um, he, we got to, to talk about some, uh, things and whatnot. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a great, this guy is a hoot, baby. Look him up. Joe Moffat on Instagram and Twitter. And um, we're going to wrap this thing up one time. You can follow me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and any other general shenanigans, that's the place you do it. This show here that you're listening to has its own Twitter. And it is at 3RShow. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can go ahead and do at uh, just... I have a long-ass convoluted name on Instagram. And I already put it on business cards and I haven't handed them all out yet. So I haven't been able to shorten it up yet. I wanted three R show, but some punk motherfucker has it and they don't even use the account. But just look for the random rounds with Rob on uh, Instagram and you can find me walking the hollowed halls of Walmart. Um, I also host 
Wrestling is Trash, a professional wrestling podcast that I do. And you can follow that on Twitter at Wrestling B Trash. Wrestling is Trash on Instagram. And you can find all the episodes on WrestlingIsTrash.com. Um, go to RandomRobCast.com. Got a lot of things going on there, especially as of March 1st, the launch of my official merch shop. I'm doing it all myself. Uh, I am just figuring things out. So might be a couple of things uh, wonky with the website. Won't fuck up your payments or anything if you're looking to purchase something. It's just little small things that irk my nerves or whatever. So if you go to a product that you see like a t-shirt or a hat or something, um, there's many different variants of it. So if you want it in red, blue, green, purple, however um, colors they have for that particular item, you can see the different colors and everything and the images displayed. But when you go to checkout, it'll just be the default image and the name of the image that you picked. So all the default images should be black shirts. So if you pick a purple shirt, when you go to checkout, it's going to show the black shirt. But in the um, cart is going to say it's a purple shirt. So don't get flipped out if you're ordering something. And when you get to the cart, it doesn't look like what you're ordering or whatever. But I assure you, it is. <laughs> so you can go to randomrobcast.com and find the merch. Um, or you can just go to randomrobcast.com forward slash merch. But all throughout the website, there are different ways that you can help support the show. As far as uh, Patreon. You can um, click on the link on Patreon and it'll take you there. You can be a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Or you can just search Random Rams with Rob, a three-hour show on Patreon. Use my Amazon links. So if you um, go to Amazon through my links, you uh, buy something. You don't pay extra. I get a little kickback. And uh, you can check out the sponsor, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. I think Studios still... Um, supporting your boy i just haven't heard from him in a little bit but um you can use promo code three r show on hooks rubs and spices via etsy and get 10 percent off your order six dollars or more you can get 15 percent off your um, headphones order on studio.com if you use promo code three r show three r show 15 or rob 15 either one of those should get you to what you need shout out to nick for um, purchasing some headphones using my promo code I appreciate that very much. And yeah, you don't have to pay me anything. You don't have to do anything that involves money to support the show. The most important thing that you can do is write a review. Five stars. I prefer. But if there's anything less than that, leave some feedback. Um, you can retweet, share, like, subscribe on all places. I started another YouTube because I just wanted to have the three R show branding on the YouTube channel. I haven't posted any videos or anything. I don't think I ever will. I might, but I don't know. I, I think I explained on the last episode. I just don't like how the clutter in my stream looks with the audio file episodes and the video episodes. You have to scroll through a lot of podcast shit before you hit a video. If you're going through the feed and whatnot, I do have playlists, which people have suggested to me, but I just don't like it visually. So let me be petty and picky and how I am. God damn it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's the show. And um, that's all the things you can do. Write them reviews. Share with your friends. I very much appreciate it. And I'll see you next time.